You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and Lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. Hey guys, welcome back. In this episode, we're going to talk about ways that you can confidently cope with your chaos. Do you ever feel used and abused by life? What are some ways to help cope with all this stuff? Hey guys, how is everyone doing? First thing we have to do is most important for this podcast is to wish a very happy birthday to Dr. Tiffany. What, what? The big three, five. She's getting close to 40, but not there yet. Now I officially have to say I'm in my mid thirties. Oh yeah. She's such an old lady completely. (laughs) So we hope she has an amazing birthday week. Super important. Birthdays are a big part of should be everybody's life and everybody's weekly activities. No work for me today. Definitely. Take a little break, you know? I never work on my birthday. I'm that person. Oh, you don't? I never work on my birthday. Never. I mean, if I have to round at the hospital, I will, but I don't schedule office patients. Like, I don't make appointments. I just do my thing. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a lot. People can learn from that. You see? That's why we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. So, (laughs) brings us to our first and most important point. So, we've been getting a little bit of feedback from our listeners and friends and family in regards to this Confident Chaos podcast. And One of the issues that's been coming up that people wanted us to talk about today is work-life balance. Question mark. What does that mean? How how do you deal with that stuff? Like, what is it like being a working mom, having a kid or two kids like me that require 100% of your time, running a business, having super important patients and very high emotional clients, emotional patients as well, very emotional clients on my end dealing with family law issues, um, and also being a really good wife and being a good friend. What, how, do you, how do you juggle it all? You know, the, someone who, who messaged me privately about the podcast, and she, her exact quote was, when you feel used and abused by life. I mean, that's like... Wow, uh, that's intense. That's intense, right? Very um, intense. So I actually have done lectures on this for physicians um, because I think, just like lawyers, I think it's very similar. I think we tend to stress ourselves out. We have a lot of work, especially when you're, you know, you work for yourself, right? Uh, Even if you don't, but especially for me, for instance, because I own my own business while I see my patients and I do everything. So um, I do, I do lectures on this because doctors, there's a lot of burnout in physicians. There's a lot of, there's a matter of fact, people just literally do lectures on physician burnout. And so, you know, I always tell people I have a few kind of rules and we can kind of, you know, go through each of them one by one and you can tell me what you think. But The first thing is I think people think that there's a balance when there's not a balance. So we use the word work-life balance, but it's totally work-life imbalance. Imbalance. Yeah. For sure. Because sometimes, look, if you you can't look at it as, okay, there's 100% and I give 20% to this, 20% to that, and it has to be all equal because that's not life and that's not what happens. And you have- It's not reality. It's not reality, right? So you have to be tactically flexible, meaning that- if my son gets hurt, well, guess what? Now he gets 100% of my time, right? And everything else has to be adjusted accordingly. Everything. And there are days where, you know, I really can balance everything. I go to work at a normal time. I round. I go home. I make dinner. You know, so there's, there's, I would say the majority of my days are like that. But then there's days where you get a wrench thrown into the middle of your day and you have to learn how to be flexible in dealing with that. And if you're so rigid where you have to be rigid, where you're so structured that you cannot deal with when a wrench is thrown into your day, I think that's what causes the stress. Well, stress is a big deal. 
obviously we could probably sit here for an hour and talk about stress, which don't worry guys, we're not going to do that to you today. But stress is a driving force in so many different factors when it comes to taking care of yourself, you know, the term self-care. I also can talk to you all about lawyers. I mean, you read it all the time in the newspaper, you see it on the front page all the time about lawyers that have turned to drinking and drugs and lawyers that have lost their license because they cannot handle their stress. And our jobs are very stressful. So the question is, what do you do as a doctor and a lawyer? What do we do, obviously, and I could probably learn a little bit maybe from today, even from Dr. Tiffany and from our listeners, to juggle it all, you know, to try to manage everything so you don't just totally want to lose it at the end of the day and just go to sleep and wonder what's going to be on the agenda for the next day. So um, I always, you know, again, I, I, if there's one thing I think I'm very good at, it's managing my life. And, and, I, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. And I know what I can handle, and I know what I can't handle. And that is why I have a nanny, because my life is not conducive to me being home at 5 o'clock every day or to be able to pick up my son from school at 4 o'clock. I don't know what time I'm going to round. I don't know if there's going to be an emergency. Normally, I could take him to the hospital, but I can't right now with the COVID no, stuff. So, definitely you know, not. I mean, my life's not so I did it out of necessity. Let's just start with that. I, I my husband's also a physician. So, I mean, th- th- we have no nine to five schedule in our house. It's it's completely erratic, completely sporadic. Changes it, yeah, every day, right? It changes every single day. But a few things. One. I think a lot of people stay in toxic relationships. And I'm talking all forms of a relationship, like, in, you know, marital relationships. And I think more so than that, toxic friendships. Oh, and wow. I tell people, sure. I tell people this all the time. You have to surround yourself with people who want what's best for you. You cannot surround yourself with people who bring you down or who don't understand your life. And I had to learn that in medical school because what, what do you mean? Why can't you go out? Oh, there's Tiffany blowing us off again. I'm studying for a final in medical school. I can't just go out and it's party. It's a priority. It's a priority. So, And as we get older, priorities change. Yes. And, and the you, things that are important to me now were not important to me five years ago before I had such a busy career and two little girls to take care of. Right. Changes. I, I definitely think people allow themselves to be probably more so than marriage. I think people allow themselves to stay in toxic friendships. And, and, and I have no problem, and this is going to sound bad when I say cutting off, but I have no problem not talking to anybody anymore if they're no longer good for my trajectory in life. No, zero problem. Well, I haven't had a problem with that for a long time. <laughs> I haven't had that problem probably since I decided with my husband that we were ready to start a family. Because I I felt for a long time that you have to provide something to my life. You have to be able to either provide me with emotional support. You have to be able to just, maybe it's not emotional support, but just be available for me to speak to you in any form, whether it's text, whether it's FaceTime, whether it's a phone call. Because when I need someone, it's not that often, but when I need someone, I need you and I need you now. And if you're not going to be there for me, forget it. I don't want to be your friend anymore and I will either have no friends, which I've gone through many years of my life having pretty much close to no friends, to a time now where I have a pretty good circle of friends that are there for me. When I need something, I know I can count on them. But let me ask you, Dr. Tiffany, as far as toxic friendships, what's your suggestion as far as how to get rid of them, how to end it in a good fashion? I think I don't really, you know... To me, when you say it like that, it's like you're going to end up like, a, like, oh, I'm not going to break up It's a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't treat it like that. I just kind of slowly phase people out. You know, I, like, it's, a, it's because I don't dislike the person per right. se. Right. It's just that they're no longer, God, this is going to sound bad, but I guess useful. 
right? They're not because, helpful for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, life is short and you need to, okay, that's, so I did a graduation talk. This will kind of sum it up. I did a graduation talk for eighth graders like three years ago. Oh, that's fun. And um, they, they had me come back because it was like my little eighth grade. It's where I went to school when I graduated uh, middle school and high school. And uh, there was all the parents in the crowd. And I had more parents come up to me after than the eighth graders saying that was the best speech we've ever heard. It's actually on my YouTube page. So I'll, I'll link it. But I said, and I, this is my own quote. I say, if it doesn't make you happy, make you healthy, or make you money, it's a waste of your time. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because those are literally, I mean, honestly, probably the three most important things. Your health, money to survive, and making you happy. Um, That's yeah, it. Yeah, and not so in any particular if, order not either. Not in any particular order. I mean, they, again, they change day to day. Yeah, right? day to day, so for sure. If, so can I maintain um, a relationship with somebody if they're going to help a trajectory of my life the way I need them to financially? Sure. Right. I'm not using that person. Right. But, you know, that's why we stay in jobs. Sometimes we stay in. We might not be super happy, but we're making a ton of money and we just stay in it for that for that reason. Right. And you're comfortable. But so when it comes to friendships, that's kind of the things I look at. Right. Is it my friend that I go to the gym with? Is it my friend that I have a business with? Is it my friend that makes me happy, which is the vast majority of friendships? And if you no longer fall into one of those three categories for me, you're not useful. And this is my life. It's not your life. It's my life. Right. And that's okay. It's okay to be selfish with your life. And I think that's what people are so obsessed with making other people happy. You can't give from an empty cup. No, you have to be happy. So there's no point. You can just say, listen, you can still hang out with the person, but maybe you don't spend, you know, four nights a week with them anymore. You say, Hey, you know, life's gotten really busy. I'd like to see you every once in a while. And you just slowly kind of phase it out. Right. And I think they also need to be on the same path as you. You know, like your interests need to be aligned in some manner with their interests. Yes. And they need to be able to grow as a person with you. So if your job takes on more of your life or you have another child or your children take on different aspects of your life that require your attention, they're on board with that. And they're not attacking you or feeling left out or alone because you're not making decisions as it relates to you for selfish reasons. You're making decisions that affect you together as a family or as a business person or as a mom, not necessarily trying to make them happy, but make yourself happy. Do you feel that you can um, relate more to people who don't have children since you're a mom now when it comes to looking for friends? That's a good question. Because someone brought this up with me and I'm curious. Oh, I find, well, before I say that, let me preface it with this statement. I find that I have more in common with women if we're talking about female friends here that have careers, careers that require time and attention and also are juggling work life and mom life. Those are the people I find that I can relate to and form a very strong friendship with. That doesn't mean to say that I don't have friends that don't have children. I don't. I have lots of friends that don't have children, but as far as relating to them and being able to call them up and say, oh my gosh, I'm having such a crappy day. How do I make myself feel better? Or being able to vent? Yes, it needs to be somebody that has this similar life as mine. So that kind of goes to my point. So that's not necessarily the case for me. I, for me, it's just about as long as someone understands my point. So, you know, two of my best friends don't have children and one of them um, what is there as it's, it's, it's as if it's Harrison is her son too. Oh, right. Okay. So she understands Harrison sick. I have to go or whatever. As long as someone understands the momhood role, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say I relate more to people that have children. 
I think for me, again, and this is kind of going back to my point, everybody's different. So if you feel like, hey, I'm going, I've got kids and I'm going out with this single woman all the time and she doesn't get it and she doesn't know that I have to stay home because my kid's sick or this or that or some graduation or something, then maybe that's just not your person anymore. That doesn't mean you dislike the person. Of course not. But, you know, maybe it's time to kind of phase that person out and phase in someone who has your, you know, like you said, your goals aligned, I guess. You know, my, my friends truly want what's best for me. Like I, I walk into a room with my friends and I don't feel like that I'm bringing the most to the table and my friendships. I feel like everybody's equally bringing something to the table when it comes to the friendships. And that's, what's most important for me. If I feel like I'm giving the most, I'm out. Well, I think it takes a lot of time to get to that place. And I also believe that as our lives change, you know, your friends might come in and out of your life in different aspects at different times because of the fact that you need them at different times. There, and then you have the friends, which I call them my golden friends, that you've known forever and you've been in the trenches together, like my buddies from law school that we, don't, we see each other maybe once every three years and we're on totally different paths in life. However, we call each other up and it's like old times, like we haven't seen, you know, we haven't skipped all these years and they get it. I mean, those are the friends that are gems. I feel like you have those friends all the way until you're super old. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I have same thing. I've got friends from medical school. Um, shout out to Donnie. That's my girl. I went oh, all, all of med school with Donnie and we were like inseparable and she did end up doing emergency medicine up in Long Island and I stayed in South Florida and I've got children. She doesn't. But I mean, we pick up the phone, we FaceTime, we whatever. And it's not even that often. We probably text more than anything. And her and I could hang out till two o'clock in the morning because when you go through that something get, that it's kind of like people intense. when something horrible happens to them and I hate to use this as an example but you know somewhat you know it's like you know someone that has breast cancer and they have like this breast cancers like like survivor network right because you've been through something together and, and you, you feel like you can relate to it and those people become very close to you and I think for everybody that's different you know for some people it's just childbirth for some people it's literally just being a mom that they feel like just they went through something together. popping out of kid. yeah I mean for me, it was it was the it was medical school. I mean, just like law school, medical school is no joke, oh, man. No. Your school's no, way longer than mine. It's too. no, it's no joke. And um, I think, and when, a lot of people fail. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't even get in. I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's very 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 difficult. And I think you know, going through that process day in and day out, four years straight, you know, eight to six every single day with these people. Um, you form a special bond. Yeah, yeah. And then it's funny now after the fact, after being out of school for you know. It'll be 11 years this year um, after being out of medical school for 11 years. You know, people that I didn't even really talk to in med school. Now we all talk because it's like now we get it. It's now like, you're all dealing now, with the yeah, same issues yeah. day to day. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my my friend Peter lives in New York. He's a plastic surgeon. Donnie lives in Long Island. She does emergency medicine. I mean, and we all just we all talk because we've all kind of been through it together. So talk going back to balance. Or th- imbalance. Imbalance. I think, again, I think that I think you ha- people have to realize that every day is different. You cannot, um, you know, you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. That is a very important point. And I am completely. Not good at it? Not good at that. <laughs> you all heard me. I am not good at that. I actually have to work hard at making myself a priority. And I never thought I would ever say that before having kids and, you know, being busy everything I feel like on every every aspect everything's busy I never thought I would have to tell myself whoa you need to take a step back you need to go do something that makes you happy yeah you're gonna blow a gasket um yeah I've come very close to losing it many times I and I try and listen and not to this be like the Dr. Tiffany self-help show but I've got this figured out 
Okay. Well, like, I'm glad somebody does. And 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 I tell people all the time, like you have to take time for yourself, and it's okay. And if your husband doesn't understand that, it's time to get a new husband. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Okay. Like, then they you, need to come visit me for you, a consult. Yeah, I mean, you you someone cannot expect you to come home and be happy and have dinner ready and 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 for you know take care of the children and change diapers and you know have sex every night and if you're like miserable and you haven't yes. taken time for yourself because we don't feel sexy and cute and attractive if our roots aren't done and our nails aren't done and well, I'm just saying that's me everybody's different everybody's and think, different and certain things are important to yes, some females and that's that aren't okay. to others but going back to the husband comment I want to make just a, a statement about that I don't think it's necessarily expecting your husband to just get it you know and just relate it also requires a dialogue yes a very healthy dialogue between you and your spouse your husband your wife whatever it may be and in that dialogue, you have to be able to articulate the reasons why self-care is so important. And I say that for multiple reasons, but it took me a very long time to be able to be comfortable explaining to my husband why it's important. Not that he wasn't on board and he didn't want me to have time for myself. He's all about it. He's like, you need to go out. It's time for you to go out. But we have to realize that they need that also. It's a two-way street. They? The husbands? Yeah. Oh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, but my I husband's mean, pretty good at saying, I, I need a break. I'm going out. Right. Like, it's not really a dialogue. But, but I'm I, saying for the wives not to give them a hard time. Sorry. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like they we, need a break, too. Everybody needs a break. It's everybody. important. Even from friendship, sometimes you need a break from oh, friendship. Oh, yes. yes. I've been there, and it's okay. I There's don't know. nothing wrong with that. But I, I do encourage females out there to talk to your spouse about why you think it's important not because they need to know and they're idiots and they need somebody to school them but I think it's important to articulate for yourself what's important and why you need to have that time not that they're not going to get it but when you explain it they'd be a fool not to say oh go, go take a break go out and have a glass of wine with your friend or go get your nails done and I think the other thing too is um, people can be very bad at time management um, oh, I'm the worst. I'm the yeah. worst at time uh, management. I'm, again, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm real good at this. Okay, this like, is this is like positive. Learn from Dr. Tiffany. I, I, I have no emails unread. Oh, I mean, Lord. I, I, as things come in, they go in their appropriate folder. I respond according. I do not let myself get behind because that stresses me out. Time I don't management wanna, is a problem for me. Yeah, I don't want to go into a Monday having 500 emails from the weekend. That's no, going to no, stress no. me I'm out. I'm not that bad. But my problem is just figuring out what are my priorities during the day and trying to fit everything that's a priority into a specific schedule. Not so much like hour for this, hour for that, but just all my priorities are usually always priorities and I have to figure out within the hours of time how, many, how, many, how much time I can dedicate to each particular issue, which sometimes, like you mentioned, the kids become the whole issue the whole day and nothing else gets done, which is fine. My kids are my priority, but I have to be able to be flexible with my time management and get the other things done that I haven't touched yet. Yeah, it's tactful flexibility. Yeah, I have to work on that. Yeah. It, Absolutely. Time management, I think, is probably of the utmost importance when it comes to this work life, what we call imbalance, having appropriate time management. I, I joke that I, I live my day in a five-minute interval calendar. Like I oh, know like where billing, I like 0.6 for oh, yeah, your yeah. billing. No, I know exactly where I'm going to be at any given point in the day. And I get really upset when someone messes that up mm. to which I will say, but sometimes me, it happens. It does. But it brings me to my last point. I think people in general, especially alpha people like oh. you and I, men, women are Virgos extraordinarily bad at saying the word. No. Oh yeah. And I always joke to one of my other friends. I'm like, Hey, 
Listen to me very carefully, very carefully. You see that word no? There's a period at the end of it. That means it's a complete sentence. That means you don't owe anybody an explanation as to why you're saying no because you own the business. So the answer is no. It's not no because blah, blah, blah. You don't owe them an explanation. Like you own the business, right? It's like to my kid, no. Why? Because I said so. Like I don't owe my five-year-old an explanation and you don't owe people for your life an explanation as to why you're saying no. It is a complete sentence with a period at the end of it. Period. And that's it. And that's it. Nothing and, more to discuss and, and about And I feel it. like, because here's what happens, right? When we say the word, this is my favorite thing. This is another thing I had this particular person. When we say the word maybe, right? This is right. what happens. Ask me a question. Tiffany, you're going to go somewhere. Watch. Are you planning on getting your nails done next Sunday? Maybe. Right. Because let's say you said, do you want to go with me? I, I want people to really listen to me. Okay. If you said, Tiffany, do you want to go get your nails done with me next Sunday? And I say, maybe. And in the back of my head, I really know I'm not going to be able to go. Now, what do you do? You're going to text me again yeah, and I'm ask pro- me if I'm I can go. I'm probably going to book an appointment for you, actually. Yeah, if you it either was book me and the, you. you book I would me, book your appointment. You book the appointment or you're going to ask me again. When in the back of my head, I'm really thinking no. So now it has created yet another thing I have to respond to, and I'm already busy enough. And another thing that I would have to respond to if I was the one asking the question, yes. because now I have to follow up with you if you're actually going to go to the event that you said, maybe. So I'm going to challenge everybody. If it's, if it's maybe, maybe means true maybe, 50-50. a 50-50 probability that I'm going to do, say, whatever you asked of me. But if in your head you're really thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this, I'm not going to be able to say this, I'm not going to be able to participate in this, then you need to say no because all it's going to do is, is give you, you know, poten- potentiate another thing that you have to respond to and, and also, you're already busy enough. It saves you time too because you're already making a decision. So you can cross that off the list and That's move on it. to the next and it, and, and again, issue. you know, uh, I can't make it maybe next time. It, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Right, right. But, you know, I think that's what people don't understand. They, they create their own stress by just not speaking their truth from the beginning. If I tell you maybe, it's a solid maybe. How many times have you said something to me? I'm like, can't do it. Can't oh, many, do it. Many times. Beca- and it, because just I like today, I couldn't I'm not, be at your son's event. Yeah, I I'm said not, no. Correct, because you're not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. It has to do, it's, it's partially respect, but it's partially being just true to yourself. Agreed. So if you're that busy of a person, say no. Say no. It's okay. Because and don't feel bad about but it. But what if there's another person that this person's thinking about inviting, and now they can invite that person? You don't. You don't know the backstory. Yeah, you never know. Right? I mean, it could go on and but on for different reasons. It, it kills me when people, especially for me, because I'm. If you tell me yes, I expect you to be there. Right? And you should. And it really irritates yes. me. Oh, that's a whole other story. Really irritates people me. People that sell out. Yeah. I, I listen. I understand. I don't have any time yeah. for that. Yeah. So, but don't again, sell out. to my point, if it's no, it's no. And I, that, I'm going to challenge everybody this week for my birthday, my birthday to gift. To say no. If it's a no, you need say to say no. no. And period. you will see how quickly your life and your calendar clears up because you're not going to be getting ridiculous text messages and phone. Because it, then it propagates another phone call. Then you got to pick up the phone. Oh, I'm so sorry. Now your no has become a five-minute long conversation that exactly. you don't have time for. It's dragging on. Right? And you should be focusing on uh, many other things so that are be, more important. You know, the imbalances, realize the balances, realize there's no balance, right? Every day changes. Be flexible in your schedule, but time manage appropriately. And speak what's on your mind. Say, my friend, my other friend Lisa, say what you feel and uh, say what you think and what does she say? Like, mean what, oh, say what you mean and mean what you say. That's oh, what she exactly. says. Say what you mean and mean what you say. So if it's maybe, it's a maybe. If it's a yes, it's a yes. If it's a no, it's a no. Say what you mean and mean what you say. 
and that will give you oh my god it That's has like my open life has up changed. a door yes. to all different types of yes new issues that you could be filling up your calendar with yes well work life balance we talked a little bit about that we talked a little bit about um, ways that you can focus on your life and make your life a little bit better and I think it's also important we said a couple times and we're probably going to say this a lot in a lot of our podcasts it's definitely in our platform to begin with you got to look out for number one yeah you got to take time for yourself and you have to figure out a way to tell people that you need time for yourself and get rid of toxic people in your life whether it's a family member whether it's a friend Obviously, family is a little bit more difficult, but you could still limit I've your done time that too. Bye. in certain ways <laughs> where you're not dedicating all this time to a person that is giving you zero back. And most importantly, take care of yourself. Yeah. Find something that makes you happy and figure out a way to make it happen during your week because definitely, without a doubt, after many years of trying to master this, birthing two children and dealing with all kinds of complications in between the two kids, figuring out that you need time and then taking it Oh my gosh. Well, and I think- It feels amazing. Also realize that everybody has stress. I think sometimes we compare ourselves to other people and comparison is the devil. Definitely, I would agree. You cannot compare yourself to other people. People have problems that you'll never know they have because who walks around talking about their problems, right? Some people do, but we don't want to be around those people. But but not a lot of people, right? Everything, someone's life could look hunky-dory and something's happening behind closed doors you don't know about. So, you know, always remember, people have their own- People form their own opinions based upon what's happening in their life. And I say that all the time to people. I agree If you have an opinion of something, it's based upon your version of reality. Of what's going on for you. So when you ask someone an opinion and they give you an answer, think about in the back of your head, why is that person giving me that opinion, right? What's it based upon? What's it based on? What's their version of reality? So everybody has stress. Everybody has their own versions of stress. Listen, very super wealthy people have their own version of stress. People that are not so wealthy and well-off have their own version of stress. And we all have to realize that we're kind of doing this game of life together. And you own your own life. So if something's not making you happy, just walk away. Walk away and say no. Walk away. It's okay. You know, there's other things that are going to make you happy. And just just remember, again, say, learn how to say no. Realize that when people give you an opinion, what their opinion, I'll give you an example. There's a doctor that I know that's been married literally like seven times. Oh, wow. If I ask that guy about marriage, what's he going to say? (laughs) Don't do it. You know, all the money and the, the, you know, but he's saying that because he's been married seven times. Right. So when you, when you ask people an opinion and you know that (laughs) obviously if you're asking someone an opinion, it's because you value what they're about to tell you. Sure. You want to know what they think. Take it with a grain of salt. A grain of salt. Right. Because like it's based upon what's been what has happened in their life already. And just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. I think, I think that's important. Dr. T's tips for uh, work-life imbalance. Tips for work-life imbalance <laughs> and, and what it means and how to try not to make yourself want to like smash your head into the wall as you're dealing with nine million things getting thrown in and your face. And that's okay too though. All day long. But I think that's... See, that, that, no, not smashing your head no, in the wall. No, but you know what I mean. But what, Having what the saying, feeling like you're going to explode. I think when that happens, we then we feel like we're inadequate. Like, oh my God, I can't handle it all. That's okay. You had a bad day. Right. It happens. And, and admit it and move on day and it's another day and it is what it is but don't think for a second that this quote-unquote perfect person in your life has never had a day like that 
Oh, we yeah. all have Come to, on. I had that day Come today. on. That a was a day. A lot of people yeah. have had those days. And I think it's also important to realize your bad day might be now. Your best friend's bad day might be in a couple days from now for different reasons. And it's okay to admit, I just had a really bad day. Yeah, I Sometimes mean. Sometimes it makes you feel good about saying this is a really bad day. I mean, I'm, I'm a good side kick i like i text tony sometimes like it's my fault she's not home blame me oh yeah 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 that tony that's my husband (laughs) definitely for sure well we hope you guys have learned a couple tips from today we hope we were able to talk about some of the feedback that we got and what's important and make sure you guys all stay healthy and stay grounded